Hi, I'm Nicole Goodman. And I'm Lauren Mishkon. Every Tuesday, we trial a different self-care practice and report back to you on the results. And on Friday, we're back in the studio to explore more of the world of wellness with the latest news, interviews, emails from our wonderful listeners and the Self-Care Book Club. Welcome back to Self-Care Club. Wellness Road Tested, the epilogue show. Hi, and welcome to Friday's epilogue show where we're taking a deeper dive into this week's practice of sophrology. Because I could see how my neighbour was feeling, I could see why my husband might have been frustrated, and I was on fire. Well, no, you weren't. You were the opposite. I was like water. water. I was the, I was the peacemaker, Lauren. That's very uh, unusual. And I... <laughs> what do you mean? That's very unusual. You're more the fire than the water. No, I'm not. I You're more the you smoke. I am. The smoke. I, I, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I'm zen. I'm... <laughs> no, I never said I was zen. I never, ever, ever claimed to be zen. So, how are you feeling since we had our sophrology session in my living room with Dominique? Oh, she's fabulous. Yeah. She is fabulous. Um, I've only done it once since. Did something trigger you to do it or did you just remember or? You did. Oh, oh yes, that trigger. I sent you a message saying I wasn't feeling great. I had the vaccine and I've been feeling so run down since I've had it. Just tired and a bit crap. And then I was really pissed off with my entire family, wasn't I? So I sent you a message telling you how pissed off I was with everybody. And all you did was send me an audio file to do sophrology. I did. Yeah. And? It was good. It's, it's, what the best thing about sophrology is it's quick Mm. and effective. I I think that's why I knew it would be a good thing for you. Yeah. It did calm me down. Mm. Definitely calm me down. I mean, I wasn't, I just, listen, I've got an eye infection. I've been feeling very run down. I'm tired. So I'm burnt out. Sophrology can only do so much. Hmm. It's not going to, you know, suddenly give me a two week holiday in Barbados by the pool. Sadly, on my nothing's own. going to do but that. But I, I honestly feel like that's probably the only thing that is going to sort me out. Maybe not Barbados. Spain will do nicely. Anywhere. Anywhere just to lay down. Yeah. And get away. Yeah. Um, so sophrology had a lot of hard work to do but I do really like it mm. what about you I did it every day you did not I did. you little swat you such a square were you a swat in school no I wish I was more of a swat in school why because I would have had amazing results had I done any work at all did you do no work I, I did the bare minimum and did really well which yeah. is annoying now yeah because you then realize if you'd actually put the effort in, yeah. how well you could have done. Yeah, but would you have ended up anywhere else? Who knows? Yeah. Who knows? Well, it's a sliding doors moment. And does it matter now? No, because you're sat in the studio with me. Exactly. <laughs> um, it's so quick that it's not like you have to sit down and go, oh my God, I've got to like put an outfit on and drive somewhere and do this whole thing and it's going to take an hour out of my day. Are you talking about the gym? I was, I was thinking about the gym. Yeah. Um, you can just stand up or sit down so and do it. what did you do every day? Did you do the same I, thing every day? I, I did the, uh, most of the time I did the shoulder 
scrunching and releasing exercise. It's called a shoulder pump. That's the one. Thank yep. you. And we're actually going to put the shoulder pump exercise on Sunday's show. Yes. Is that right? Yes, on the bonus show. Yeah. And also uh, another audio, a sophrology audio recording that Dominique's very kindly gifted us. So we're putting on two, two. sophrology yeah. audios. Yeah, out it's on about Sunday. seven minutes in total. Brilliant. So you can do it for yourself. Okay. Um, sometimes I did just sort of placing your hands on each part of the body and feeling it. And sometimes I did just a few of the audio downloads, but honestly, no more than maybe three minutes at a time. And the results are? The result is a bit weird because what I found that changed was it it gave me good clarity of thought. Mm. If I was feeling like a decision needed to be made or I needed to look at something and be very clear about it or think through something and be very clear about it, I found it's helped with that. Great. That's that's, the best way I can describe it. That's really powerful. I mean, I am quite a clear thinker, but, you know, sometimes things get muddled or you're fuzzy about other things or you're very distracted. And I found if I kind of thought about it, okay, today this is what I need to decide on or this is what needs to happen. And I do the little session, I, I did feel clarity. That's, right. that's what it did for me. Okay. And when we did the full session with Dominique, yeah. I felt the same. Mm-hmm. I was so clear. Yes. Everything felt so easy yes. and simple. Yes. And actually, we sort of focused on a meeting that we were both going into the next day. That was kind of our visualisation focus. And actually, it turned out precisely how I yeah. had visualised it. Amazing. Because I think I I went in feeling quite clear. Are you going to carry on doing this? I might do. It's so quick and easy. I'd like you could say that about you know the face rollers are quick and easy. Meditation is quick and easy. No meditation. Cold showers are quick and easy. Grounding's quick and it's all quick and easy. But we don't take everything on, do we? That we try. No, but I'm interested to know what the long term results are because they seem to be so life changing for Dominique. I wonder what happens when you do it every day every day for like a year. I wonder what happens to you in general. There's only one way to find out. I mean, would I become even more zen? <laughs> or would you become zen? <laughs> <laughs> I would like the listeners to answer that question, right? Now, it's not, I don't mean it in a derogatory way. I know. Because... Because I think you're great and calm and all of those things. But Zen is something very specific, which you simply just are not. I feel internally Zen. <laughs> I do. Okay. Inside. doesn't sh- Zen is very specific. I'm self-identifying as Zen. You're really so not. So fuck off. You're really not. <laughs> that wasn't very Zen. If you are listening. Well, you are. I would like you to message us. On Instagram at selfcareclubpod, or you can email us hello at the selfcareclub.co.uk if you think Lauren is Zen. You are many wonderful, gorgeous, beautiful things. Don't take it away from me. But you are not Zen. Don't take it away from me. You're grounded, you're together, you're calm, you're Maybe kind, that's what you're I mean. funny. Maybe that's what I mean. Maybe I, I'm confusing Zen with grounded and calm. Yeah, I think you are. Am I? I. I I, I'm not in your head, so I don't know what your version of Zen is. Who, who's, who's Zen to you? Our sound gong bathmaster. That, he is the most Zen person I've ever met. I don't know any. Zen imagine people. if like you well, are not, you do not have the same energy as I him. I definitely don't. But imagine if we like left his flat and it was all a persona, and like really, he, what? And he just broke just, down in tears. No, I like <laughs> ran around the flat like with a high energy, kind of screeching about things. 
all like screaming at his partner for not emptying the dishwasher. I mean, that would be weird. I'd be so disappointed. Yeah, me, too. me too. So yes, he is who I identify as okay. Zen. I'm not. I'm not in that bracket. That's what I mean. Okay. Is that I'm, all right? I'm not like a Buddhist monk. No, energy. but that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> I don't even think that's a goal that I want to get to, to be Zen. Don't you? Like I, I want inner peace and I am peaceful most of the time and I want calm and tranquility. Zen? don't know. I was very Zen on my yoga retreat. Yeah. I think that's because you were doing, away from your household. Yeah. And I was doing four hours of yoga every day. Yeah. And then I was laying in the sun. Yeah. And then I was meditating first thing in the morning. Like, you know. Yeah. It takes a lot to be Zen. I don't, I don't have the time to be Zen. I don't think you do either. Tell me what our listeners have to say about sophrology. So I asked on Instagram, have you ever tried sophrology? Yeah. And the options were, what is it? And yeah. yes, I love it. Now. Yeah. We had the most incredible response. Yeah. Around about 200 people responded. Okay. What do you think in percentage wise? What were we looking at? I'd never heard of it. And Neither I, I. I think I'm a pretty like good denominator for the general public and people who listen to the show. So I'm going to say like, really low way under 10 percent yeah 96 percent said what is it four yeah, percent said yes i love it right yeah and i wasn't surprised by that and then i just felt a bit upset because it is a great practice yeah. and you can do it for free and also it's so common in europe yes it's really popular in europe isn't it so dominique said when she went to the gp with her ailments and her illnesses as a teenager that's what was suggested to her. Yeah. That would never be suggested no. by a UK GP. No. But maybe it should be. Of course it should be because you can do it wherever, whenever, and it costs you nothing. And it doesn't involve pumping your body full of a load of drugs. No, you're just pumping your body full of energy and then releasing it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. So that's what they said about sophrology. Okay. I then asked on Instagram, I just wanted to get a measure yeah. of if the listeners trust us right. or not. I then asked, if we told you it was great, yeah. would you trust us enough to try it? Yeah. Literally yeah. everybody yeah. said yes. That's good Which to know. was really, really lovely. Yeah. So you guys really trust us and we are very grateful for that. And we hold that very, very um, close to us. So we will keep suggesting all these things, knowing that you do trust us. There was one listener that yeah. said... Not if I have to insert anything anywhere. Love it. Love it. <laughs> and I basically blame you for that. Well, okay. Because I'll, I'll you're, you're, the, the you're the inserting part yes. of the couple. No, there is nothing to insert with sophrology. No. No. But yeah. she trusts us yeah. unless we're inserting stuff. Okay. There's Sometimes no we're inserting stuff and that's good as well, though. What have you inserted... No, the menstrual cup, yeah. Yeah, that was good. Pelvic floor trainer. I'm on the fence about that. I'm on the fence about that. What else that. have we inserted? Uh, I don't think we've inserted anything else. No, we haven't. No. Only two things, unless I'm forgetting one. No, but then I guess there was the vaginal steaming. It wasn't inserting, but it was more... Steaming. It was more steamy. Off. Anyway, we've been talking about our 100th episode coming Can up. Can you believe it? It's coming up. That we have nearly done 100 episodes. No. And I feel really proud of it. It's a big milestone for us. So it's huge. Apparently it's quite big in the whole podcasting world to hit 100 episodes. Is it? Yeah. Do you think we should have a cake? People make a big song and dance of it. What flavour should it be? That's where my head goes immediately. To cake? Yeah. Chocolate, obviously. Okay. Obviously a chocolate cake. A call in the caterpillar? I'll take a call in the caterpillar. Okay, maybe (laughs) 
well celebrate. I always, weirdly always feel a bit disappointed with Colin the Caterpillar. I think I remember it better than it is. It's a bit sickly. I feel like that about a lot of things. Like I used to really love a curly whirly. You oh, can no. pay me to eat a curly whirly yeah, now. stuck in your teeth. Horrible, but I used to love that. What also, about a wham bar? I was just about to say, what about a wham bar? There was nothing. It was the pinnacle. Like yeah. if the news agent sold a wham, yeah. that was it. Your whole day And also on made. the bar, I remember when you used to get a really big fizzy bit on the bar. Oh, it was just the best. It was like the ultimate sleepover prize. Yeah, a yeah. wham bar. Yeah. They still have those. They do. My kids don't eat them. I might have to go and get one. No, because the kids, my kids really like all the sours. Yes, yeah, so I do. Want Sour one. fizzies, yeah, yeah, they love. Yeah. yeah. A wamba. I see again, I couldn't eat a wamba now. I bet you could. No. What no, do you mean you couldn't? No, no. I just wouldn't. What would happen? I just wouldn't want it. I just wouldn't eat it. Oh, I, I, love, I don't I eat sweets. I love sweets. Do you eat sweets? I love sweets. I never eat sweets. I have to stay away from them because really they give me a headache. They make me feel a bit crappy. They're not. They're I not, don't like they're really them anymore. Anyway, so yeah. we've been talking a lot about 100 yes, episode on yes. Instagram. So there's been lots of conversation about our listeners' favourite episodes. Yeah. And I just, I guess I just want to bring it here to the podcast that we will be bringing you guys a real celebration on our 100th episode. So please do keep your comments coming in of any of your favourite moments or any of your favourite episodes that Self Care Club have given you. Yes. So that is our Sephrology Week in full. Thank you very much for being in touch. Please keep your messages coming in. Tell us your thoughts and experiences on the week's practice and any practices that you would like us to try. You can email us at hello at selfcareclub.co.uk or find us on Instagram at selfcareclubpod. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back with our wellness newsflash. This episode is sponsored by Horizon Studios. If you're traveling this year and looking for high quality, sustainable and beautifully designed luggage, then look no further than Horizon Studios, who've launched two new ranges. The RE series, the world's most sustainable 97% recycled luggage, and now the revolutionary Air series, the world's lightest high-end suitcase. If you have airport anxiety, worrying about the weight of your case when it goes on those scales, then the Air Series is for you and it is definitely for me. The Air Series pushes the boundaries of travel. Each detail is designed and engineered to combine an ultralight and durable product. It's significantly lighter than regular suitcases. Thank goodness, Lauren, that is brilliant. And it comes with a lifetime warranty because the most sustainable suitcase is the one that you only buy once. We used the cases to go to Paris and Wales last year, and as chronic overpackers, we could still wheel them around with ease. We could. Ultra light and compact, the Air Series is made from a premium polycarbonate hard shell with reduced thickness and a recycled lining. It's 100% vegan and produced in a way that is 99% waste-free, blending design and function seamlessly. So, Nicole, you can pack those extra five pairs of shoes with no stress. The entire range is available on the Horizon Studios website and in all leading department stores. Just go to www.horizon-studios.com. Horizon Studios. Let's go further. Wellness News Flash. 
So what have you got this week for our wellness news flash, Laura Mishcon? Well, it's the Britney Spears story continuing. Yes. Remember we talked about it a while back when it was in the press. Well, now she has actually spoken for the first time. Go Britney. She went to court. So the story continues as she tries to extricate herself from her father's legal stranglehold. Mm. Um, and the transcript of her testimony was quite extraordinary this week. I don't know if you heard any of it. I actually haven't heard anything. So this is a recap, just in case you've been living on another planet for the last 20 years. Sorry, I've been ensconced with Matt Hancock's story. I haven't had time for Britney. Yes. So Britney, pop princess, squeaky clean teenage sweetheart, went off the rails in 2007, had a nervous breakdown. Um, She was 25. She was a global superstar from the age of 17. She filed for divorce and uh, the paparazzi followed her everywhere. She shaved her head. She attacked a paparazzi car with an umbrella. Um, It was considered entertaining at the time, even funny, because as people love to say, the very fact that she was famous sort of should have guaranteed outstanding emotional well-being. Oh my God. And what she got to be miserable about, you know. I reckon I could hit a paparazzi with an umbrella. If someone was hounding me and my children, I would basically lose it. No matter who you are and how much money you've got, right? Absolutely. But I think that at the time it was like, you're a pop princess, it's your duty to be happy, be grateful you're rich, be grateful you're famous, be grateful by, you know, and your And we're allowed style. to treat you however we choose. Yeah. So by 2007, Britney is certainly not wholesome anymore. She's shaved her head. She looks scary. She looks sad. She was fair game for all the gossip blogs. And then she was taken to hospital under the US equivalent of a section Um, At which point her father, Jamie Spears, is appointed by a court to look after absolutely everything, every intimate detail of her personal life and in control of all her money, which, by the way, at the time was about $36 million. But but also, he wasn't that invested in her life before this, was he? No, he wasn't. In fact, her mum was. They'd been estranged for a while. Okay. Um, So why was he called in to look after the estate? I don't know. He he was a recovering alcoholic. He was put in control. And this conservatorship is still in place 13 years later. I'm interested as to why she's spoken up now, because when you watch that documentary a few months back, she completely denied that there were any issues of any sort. Yes. She said, I'm fine. I'm happy. Honestly, everything's good. Yes. Don't worry about it. Yeah. I don't know the answer to that. Okay. Um, She said the control he had over someone as powerful as me, he loved the control to hurt his own daughter. 100,000% he loved it. Mm, My dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management should be in jail. I honestly would like to sue my family, she said. They tell lies about me openly to perpetrate the idea that I'm mentally unwell. So her outpouring in court came about because otherwise she is not allowed to speak of her situation. Oh, so she's only allowed to speak of it in court. The conservatorship also means that she... What happens if she did? What would happen? I guess she's breaching the conservatorship. I guess anything could happen. I don't know. How can you silence someone like that? She cannot even appoint her own lawyers and she foots the bill not only for her lawyers, but for her father's. Um, she said that she'd been told and believed that everyone would laugh at her if she ever spoke out. I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever, she told the judge, because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden I hear no, no, 
no, no. Oh my God. In her testimony, Brittany talked of my precious body who has worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good, so pretty, so perfect. I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I'm traumatized. I just want my life back. It's been 13 years and it's enough, she said by phone. Her words were broadcast to the court and to the public who were listening online. I've lied. I've told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy. So she spoke from notes for more than 20 minutes and she spoke so fast that the judge asked her to slow down for the transcribers. She said that she had been drugged. She had been forced to perform live and had to change clothes in front of nurses and minders. They watched me change every day, naked, morning, noon and night, my body. I had no privacy. Why? Why does she have to do that? And perhaps this is the most disturbing bit of all. She said she was prevented from removing a contraceptive device. So she had a coil fitted that she was not allowed to remove. Her conservators did not want her to have any more children or to marry her boyfriend who she's been with since 2016. I want to be able to get married and have a baby, she said. I was told right now in the conservatorship I am not able to get married or have a baby. So Brittany also said she did not know that she had to file a petition against the conservatorship, which suggests that those the court appointed to look after her didn't make that clear to her. If she'd known, she could perhaps have extricated herself earlier from this horrendous situation. I truly believe this conservatorship is abuse, she told the court. I deserve to have a life. All I want is to own my money for this to end and for my boyfriend to drive me in his fucking car. Oh. So we'll see I mean, what the outcome is of that, yeah? There's no discussion to really be had over this. It's not like you and I are going to have conflicting opinions on this. It's dreadfully sad. And I really hope that she extricates herself and finds happiness. I really do. I do too. But, you know, in the wider world, the bigger picture of this is that it's kind of another example of how easy it is for men to go, oh, she's crazy. No, don't listen to her. She's crazy. She's crazy. And pull the kind of women are hormonal crazy nutters card right? Yep. In order to control them. Yep. And that happens a lot and not just when you're Britney Spears. Yep. This is like Victorian men who lock their wives in asylums, you know, for being hysterical in inverted commas. It's funny, isn't it? Because if a woman cries in the workplace, she is probably deemed as hysterical. Yeah. Not because she's probably in a situation that she shouldn't be in. I was speaking to someone the other day and they were very stressed about a work situation. A woman who's mm-hmm. done very, very well for herself. Yeah. And I said to her, and she said, the thing is, I can't even turn around to my boss and say that I can't do it because then I probably won't be able to get the promotion that I deserve and that I've been working towards because he'll be, he'll think that I'm not capable. Yeah. And I said to her, let me ask you, is what you have on your plate manageable for anybody? And she said, of course it isn't. Yeah. And I said, so then why should you speaking up about it? Why should that put you back on your career ladder? And she just said, because that's the way it is. We could talk about this for days, weeks, We could do a whole podcast on it. We could do a year's podcasting on it, right? Starting with why are women in interviews always asked, how do you manage to juggle your job and your family? Yes, when men are never Never. asked that. Men are never asked that. Never. And also, why is it that when a woman walks a red carpet, people instantly talk about what she looks like? Where's your dress from? Where's your dress? Well, they do ask men too, like, who are you wearing? But her weight is always examined and her aesthetic is always examined, whereas for men it isn't. They are judged on their talent and their role and whatever it is they're bringing to the world work-wise and talent-wise. Yeah, it gets a bit boring being decorative. It, it's really boring and it can be really stressful. And actually, that's not, as we all know, it's not what we're all here to do anymore. We no. actually have more to offer. Yay. 
Want to talk about Matt Hancock? <laughs> Not really. I've talked about him all weekend, haven't you? I have, but this is my my general feeling. Is that like what did he think was going to happen? That the groping in the corridor <laughs> was going to go on for like another 20 years? Because what's happening now, as far as I can see, is that he's just going to... His life is ruined. Well, he's managed to kind of destroy his life overnight, blow it up. But Maybe he wanted to. Maybe he did. Maybe he wanted out of that awful but, job. But, but let's get real about this, right? He's now going to move in, presumably, with his... Uh, I, I don't want to even use the word mistress because I find it slightly misogynistic, but he's now going to move in with the woman. Is who, he actually going to move in with her? Oh, well, he, he he has left the family home and I, the, the rumours well, are they are shacking up together. So he's now going to move in with this new woman and presumably her three children. So he's swapping his own three children, who are probably quite hard work and annoying as all children can be, for someone else's three children who will be hard work and a little bit annoying, but they don't even belong to him. And then once the blowjobs stop and she nags him, why haven't you unloaded the dishwasher? He will wonder why the fuck he bothered. Because whilst he's living with these three children, he's now going to also be paying a fortune in support in two households. to his other wife and his other three children. You know, like I find men we, very short-sighted. Do we have to feel sorry for Matt Hancock? Because I'm I really, 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 really don't. Him. And by the way, by the time she stops the blowjobs and asks him to empty the dishwasher or hang the washing up, yeah. he won't be a man in power anymore and probably won't be able to get someone as good as the one he's already got. I mean, groping in the corridors of power, I can see that could be quite hot and sexy. But now he's not going to be groping you in the corridors of power. You cannot put hot and sexy in the same sentence as Matt Hancock. I don't mean... Did you see the video? I, I, I did see the I video. I mean, I had to watch it I don't through mean my he hands. Is. I mean the, 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 the internal yes. feeling of the doing it. But, you know... You know what really gets my go about what? the whole thing? Obviously what? the social distancing and he was a hypocrite and all of that. Yeah. That goes without saying. Of course, of course. What really gets me yeah. is that how did he find the time? Surely he's quite busy. He's one of the busiest men in the country and probably globally right now. Got one of the worst jobs, hardest jobs on his lap. Yeah. How did you have the headspace and the time to fit in an affair? For a man, it's actually quite admirable in a multitasking sort of a way. It's not. Well, it's not. I'm, he probably I'm didn't see his wife for months on end. He probably hasn't spent any quality time with his kids because he's so busy with his work. But oh no, hold on. I can still make sure that I'm getting regular blowjobs. All is okay in the world. Well, it depends which brain you're thinking with. Well, he's not. He, he wasn't thinking because at what point did he think, oh, this is a really good idea? It's, it's never a good idea. But everyone has a mobile phone. There are cameras all over Westminster, obviously. Yes. How could he think he was going to get away with this? Maybe he wanted to get caught, as you said. Maybe he did. Maybe he wanted to self-combust because Lord knows who wants that bloody job. <sighs> who would want that job? I, I think maybe when he took that job, he didn't know. Well, it's the same like <laughs> Boris Johnson's worked his whole career to be the prime minister and In then the suddenly... situation. Oh, it's okay. Ever, I can, I can cope with Brexit. <laughs> yeah. But anyway... We divulge from self-care, but... We do. I do wonder how he juggled it all. I just don't think that extramarital affairs are great self-care. I'm just going to put that one out there and leave it. <laughs> you don't think? <laughs> I think they would cause the most amount of stress. What are you doing for your self-care this week? I'm presuming you're not shagging in the corridors of power. How do you know? Well, I mean, if you are, <laughs> is it on camera? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm definitely not doing that. Okay. And I definitely don't want to. No, either. I don't, I don't either. have the energy. Really? 
No. Um, what am I doing for my own self-care? I am... <laughs> it all feels like it's gone a bit down the pan this week. Like, I really... And I feel a bit silly saying that because I host a self-care podcast. Yeah. But I like to be realistic yes. here. That balance is an ever-moving thing. In order to find your balance, you have to keep moving. It's like being on a bike. Yeah, yeah. In order yeah. to keep the bike balanced, you have to keep Pedal. going forward. Yeah. So, and sometimes I fall off a bit and I'm just having a few weeks where I just can't seem to get get it together. Mm. My exercise always runs through. I yeah. am eating really badly. I am too. And it's really upsetting me. Okay, that's interesting because uh, I have put for my self-care, I have been really bad at self-care this week. Oh. And the thing that I've been particularly bad at is going back to my old lockdown habit of refusing to go to bed. So it's midnight. Oh, I'll just what, watch something are you, else. Are you feeling like a bit short-changed throughout the day that you're not no, getting that time? I'm not. I am totally self-sabotaging. And then it gets to one in the morning and I'm like, no, fuck you. I'm still <laughs> not going to bed. Who am I? Who, who, who are you fuck youing to? My you. Set, my fuck own, you, you. My own self. <laughs> then I go to bed. Then I've had a few nights with the dog and with Josh and like I haven't been able to sleep and I've been a bit hot and then I've had indigestion and I think I'm a bit overtired. And then, you know, you're overtired and then you... You're hungrier and then you make bad choices about eating. Daughter Chatter, she talks about that a lot. Well, some nights I just haven't eaten at all because I've been snacking too much at five o'clock. That's not good. Like the whole thing's been a bit of a bad spiral. Yes. And every Mm. week I think I've got to eat better because it makes me feel better. Of course. I feel so much happier and more together when I'm eating well. Yeah. And I feel really disappointed with myself. And I know, don't beat yourself up and, you know, everyone's allowed to... But it actually makes me feel like shit. I also had the vaccine a week ago. And I just... feeling a bit rubbish from that. I just feel I cannot get it together. I feel tired all the time. And when I'm tired, I want to eat chocolate. And that's what happens. Yeah. So my self-care is crap this week. I also feel right now there's a lot of uncertainty going on. So the COVID variant is spreading like yeah. wildfire through yeah. the schools. 80% of my youngest one's school is off currently. And my eldest one. Right. And it's everywhere. Every parent you talk to, it's it's there. So there's a lot of kind you of... You don't know how much longer they've got right. school. Are they and... going to finish the term out? Yeah. What's going to happen yeah. there? Um, and also kind of holiday confusion. There's still this conversation going on in our house. Are we going to go away? Where are we going to go? Well, you know what, what we've done? Change? You know what we've done now? What? We've put it to bed. Well, that's where I'm at. Because Adam and I cannot, he's like, shall I just cancel the flights? Yeah. And yeah. I said, you know what? Yes. In my head, the nine week holiday that the kids are off for, we're not going anywhere. I've kind of got it pretty sorted. We'll go away to Bournemouth or somewhere for five days yeah. to get some family time. Like, I just need this to go away. Yes, I, I feel exactly the same. I'm like, let's shut it down. And once we're not having the conversation anymore, yeah. I'll feel so much yes. less stressed. I agree. Because I'm not having to constantly keep up with what's changing in the news and what's happening. And I think because he really wants to go away, he's like keeping the spark alive. Last night I was like, put it put it to bed now. It's got, it's got to stop because then I can arrange everything else and relax. I think the thing is, is that we're all just burnt out. Yes. Without even realising yes. it. We are so tired yes. beyond measure and actually just to lay down for a week yeah. and read a couple of books and just eat some good food and just be with your family sounds delicious. Yeah. But it's so complicated. It is complicated. And you know, you and I were on the tube this week and you know, you kind of just, everything just trucks on with life. And then we both sat there at Oxford Circus Tube with masks on looking in this very yeah. busy carriage, yeah. right? And we didn't say anything to each other. And then we both got off and had exactly the same thought it was like, 
what the fuck happened to the world. Yeah. And I think when you stop and you really think about it, it's a bit of a head fuck. Yeah. We have been in, we've talked about this many times, the fight or flight mode. I think we're kind of a bit still in it. Well, we are because we don't know at any day. Like yesterday we were together, weren't we? Yeah. And you got a phone call from the school and I got an email from the school 10 minutes later and we both thought, panic immediately. Right. Our kids have got to isolate. Yeah. Yeah. So everything's just, it's still uncertain. My feeling is, is that COVID is not going anywhere. And by making... 80% of the schools isolate and kids not being able to see out the end of year is just tragic. And actually we just, but it's fine for a football match. That's all okay. I can't even go into that conversation because I get so upset. So we have to find a way of living with this. Well, they're going to have to do something by September because otherwise we're going to be in endless... Endless hamster wheel of this, and parents are going mad. And as usual, women—it's so unfair on the kids, and also it's extremely unfair on the parents, especially the mothers, who are normally the ones bearing the brunt of a ten-day isolation at home. So, anyway, so I think we should just be kind to ourselves next week because our self-care isn't tip-top. That's okay. And if you are listening to this and resonating. We are not perfect with self-care. We are far from it. So if you are struggling too, it's okay. But I think we all just need to be a little bit compassionate and kinder to one another. Have yourselves a restful week. Be kind. Make good choices. Yeah. Up your self-care. Yeah. Make, I like that. Make Just make some good choices that make you smile. Yes. We will be back on Tuesday. Yes. With a brand new show. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to be in touch you know the channels you can email us hello at selfcareclub.co.uk come find us on instagram at selfcareclubpod and you can go and write us a review if you ever get two minutes spare that would be so fabulous over at apple because that really helps the show to grow look after yourselves take care and be kinder bye this was a stack production and part of the acast creative network the mother kind podcast explores how to feel happier more confident and empowered in your motherhood even in our world of pressure judgment and comparison i'm your host zoe blasky and every week i speak to an incredible expert to share actionable steps and powerful lessons to living your life as a mother with more joy and unapologetic confidence listen wherever you get your podcasts just search mother kind Mother Kind.